Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. When you get a revelation, when you learn the art of living by revelation... There are three stages in the life of every believer. Most believers live in either the place of information or they live in the place of impartation. But there is one greater than both of those and that is the level of revelation. Information is knowing stuff that you know. Information is good, but information doesn't change your life. Grace can be great information. It's actually the best news you've ever heard. Grace in and of itself is great, incredible information. That's why you hear people who hear the message, they love it and they go right back to living under the law. Why? Because it's great information. It's not bad information. It's wonderful. Oh, God forgave me forever. I love it. Let me, let me go back to sitting and beating myself up every time I sin. They hear information and it's really good. But good information should always push us into deeper revelation. Listen to me carefully. Good information should always push us into deep revelation. Mark chapter 10 verse 46. Because of a lack of time, I'm going to run through this. You can turn there or go home and study it when you get a chance. Mark chapter 10. We hear the story of a blind Bartimaeus sitting outside the gate. Remember that story? And blind Bartimaeus is sitting outside the gate begging for alms. And suddenly he hears a commotion around him. I'm just paraphrasing the story. Go with me. And all of a sudden he hears a big noise. There was some commotion going on. And so blind Bartimaeus asked the person next to him or people around him, who is it? He asks a question and they give him back information. Jesus of Nazareth. Does any of those words show power? Do any of those words say great dominion? If you're wondering, well, he said Jesus, it means the anointed one. It just means Joshua, man. That's just the name. It's a Hebrew name, Yeshua. But I bet you there was a lot of other little Joshuas running around just like here in San Antonio. Jesus. Right? Jesus of Nazareth. What he was given was information. What he was given was information. The next thing you see, we watch Bartimaeus calling out to Jesus. But what does he call Jesus this time? Jesus, son of David. Y'all, that is a title given only to the Messiah. The Messiah that the Jews were waiting for. The Messiah that the prophets had been prophesying about. He was given information, but the information that was given to him led him to receiving a a revelation. This is really good. Information that does not lead to revelation is useless. Because you will go right back to living the way you were. But when you use information and you turn it into revelation. So when you come to church and you hear the word preached to you. What do you do with that? Wait till next Sunday to hear something else? You can't. You can't. That is like seed falling on bad ground. You have to take what is taught here and go study it during the week for yourself. This book shouldn't be clean and cute. It's got to be messed up. Mark it. Line it. Get a new one if it's too bad. He was told it's Jesus of Nazareth, but what he received was a revelation. Jesus, son of David. Have you ever wondered why a blind man got a revelation of who Jesus is while all the others with eyes could not see who Jesus was?
This is why you can't know him only in the flesh. I want to see you. I want to see you. That's beautiful. You know what's a greater prayer? I want to know you. (laughs) I want to know you. (laughs) Because a knowing should be more real to you than a feeling. We walk by and not by. Beloved, this is really important that we understand this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 says this, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them, because they or these things of the Spirit are spiritually discerned. Paul is trying to say that the spiritual world is more real than the natural world. Are you listening to me? The real world, the spiritual world is more real, more authentic. As spirit beings, we walk in a revelation of Jesus, not in a, oh, I want to touch you, Jesus. It won't change anything. I come from a state in India called Kerala. Kerala has the highest percentage of education, I believe, in most places in the world, 100%. History tells us that the disciple of Jesus, Thomas, went to Tamil Nadu and Kerala and preached the gospel of Jesus. Thomas, yeah, doubting Thomas, that dude you make fun of. He probably went further more than any other dudes that went, even further than Paul apparently. Because India is a lot further than than Ephesus and, and Philippi or Rome. And the gospel was preached to them and they loved it and multitudes of people got saved. They were strong, staunch Hindus. And they receive the revelation of Jesus Christ and they get saved. You know what they decided to do? They decided to keep this information that they received to themselves. It didn't spread. It didn't go out. And so now we have denominations that come out of where I'm from. That are over 2,000 years old. So when some of you come and ask me, how long have you been Christian? 2,000 years. I know you can't believe that for a guy who comes from India. My family is 2,000 years old in Christianity. Except it is dead Religion. It's a great talk, but there's no power in it. Because they took it and kept it for themselves. It's for us. We don't want to give this news out to anybody. This Jesus died, rose again. Let's keep it within ourselves. Let's not let this gospel go out. Let's all go to heaven and let the rest of India go to hell. Let's keep it within ourselves, said the apostles. And Paul said, no. No. Jesus said to take it out. Whenever you see people making it very exclusive, watch out. Because this gospel, this grace is very inclusive. When information is kept and doesn't become revelation, it can rot and turn out to be a curse to those that hear it. The second level is the level of impartation. I know this personally very well. I have been a benefactor of impartation. I've had some of the greatest men and women of God lay hands on me and activate things in me that I never thought I had. The year was 1997. I was a young minister. 96 is when I began full-time ministry. In 97, I was a struggling young preacher just trying hard to survive and nobody would encourage me. Nobody would push me on. I thought church world would be amazing. When I got saved, I was so excited. It was all so happy. It was so beautiful. The sky was blue. The birds were chirping until I met the Christians. And then they told me how miserable life is going to be and how awful life is. 
and how God's going to let me keep some thorns in my flesh. I thought, man, God, what did I get saved from? A lot better back then in the old sinning days. I was struggling in ministry. I got into ministry in 1996, 97, early 97, end of 96, early 97. I didn't know that I had any talent, any gift. You know, till 1996, I don't know if you know this, I couldn't even sing. I had absolutely no voice to sing. My mom would pray prayers because all of them could sing and I would pray. Like, why, Lord, didn't we give, why didn't this boy get a voice, Lord? Everyone else got one. But I remember getting saved and I told Jesus, whatever you give me, I'll use for your glory, God. What do you, whatever you give me, I'll do it for you. 96, I got into ministry. I'm suffering. I'm telling you, I was tortured by church folk. And I thought, man, at least ministry people would love me. No, they didn't. I said, God, I need the power of God on my life. I, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it was awesome. But I, I knew there was something that needed to be activated in my life. And in 1997, there was a conference in Bangalore, India, and a lot of great men and women of God had come down together. Dick Bernal, Marilyn Hickey, Yonggi Cho, a lot of great men that I consider my heroes. And one of the guys that came was this worship leader called Ron Canoli. Some of you are too young to know who that is. Ron Canoli came to India, and I remember being in that conference so hungry for God. My honey was with me. We weren't married then. And that's when people take them ugly pictures of me in them skinny days and post them on Facebook. I told everybody, that's my younger brother. <laughs> what is, what's he doing with your wife? <laughs> I was so broken. I was so hungry for God. And yet I, I, would, I, would, I would want somebody to just pray for me. I'd seen the glory of God. I'd heard of Pensacola. I'd seen the power of God manifest. I wanted something tangible. I wanted something real. I wanted God to use me. And Ron Canoli would sing that song. And I'm going to cry. I'm not going to cry. He would say, God, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. And I would sit in that audience. There was about 700,000 people in palace grounds in Bangalore. And I sat in a ditch. In fact, the part we got was so low, we couldn't even see the stage. And I would sit in that ditch and I would say, God, touch me, Lord. I want to be used by you so bad. I would rather die. I'd rather die than not be used. And I would sit there and say, God, use me. And he would sing that song. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord. Take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, use me. I would just, oh, God, use me. I know there's nothing much to give you, but hey. And on the last day, they said, we're going to have a prayer of impartation. We're going to lay hands on you. We're going to pray for people. And they lined up many people. And all the people went to the big name preachers. Ron Canoli had a small line. So I went and stood in that line. I said, well, let's go stand in Ron Canoli's line, right? Priscilla behind me, a couple of people in front of me. We went and stood in the line. They were just putting oil and anointing them. You know how they do the quick line prayers. And I went and stood there. And as, as the guy laid his hands on me and let me go, I walked away. And then he said, come back here, sir. He said, come back here, son. And then he put his hands on my head. And for some weird reason, he said the words, Lord, everything I have, double it in this boy. I remember feeling nothing, thinking nothing. I just said, amen. And I walked away from there. A guy with no talent, no skill, no ability, couldn't preach, couldn't sing, couldn't do nothing. Something activated in my spirit. Within five years of that day, 
I was the worship leader at Cornerstone Church for 25,000 people. That's not the work of man, beloved. I believe in the power of impartation. I know it. You got to hear me right now. Impartation is not you receiving something you didn't have. Impartation is someone else that operates in an anointing, laying hands on you and activating that which is already within you. You're not receiving something new. This is really important. The reason why we don't operate because we go stand in lines to be prayed for is because we're trying to get something we don't have. You can't ever get something you don't have from somebody else. The day you got saved, God put the potential of all of Jesus within you. But sometimes it needs someone to lay hands on you and activate it. This is what Paul calls the laying on of hands. Stir up the gifts that were within you that were imparted to you by the laying on of hands. I believe in impartation. But sadly, the charismatic world has got stuck in the place of impartation. We like the feeling. We like the shandai. We like the hoopla. There's only one problem. Impartation can only take you this far. Impartation does not change your life. This is why it is important that we have information. It is important that we have impartation. Listen to me. There are certain things in you as a part of why God placed you in brazen grace. That as I speak this word, it's going to activate gifts in you. As I lay hands on you in this church, it's going to activate gifts on the inside of you. God has decided that there are things in you that will come alive because you're in this house. I believe in it. But it's useless if that's where you stop. Impartation doesn't change nothing. The only thing that changes your life, the only thing that sustains you, is revelation. Impartation can only take you this far. It can open doors for you. It can give you abilities. But intimacy with God cannot come from impartation. Intimacy with God only comes through a revelation of the knowledge of him. Thirdly, revelation. Quickly. We see the woman in Luke chapter 8 verse 43. The woman with the issue of blood. We don't know anything about that woman. Don't give us her name. Nothing about her. It just tells us she was unclean. According to the law, this woman was unclean. The information given to her was that I cannot touch a rabbi. Are you listening to me? The information given to her is that I am unclean and I cannot touch a rabbi. But there was something on the inside of her that knew that there's a revelation that was than the information that was given to her. And she says to herself, if only I touch him, I shall be made whole. Who told you? That wasn't revealed in the scriptures. Who told you you'll be made whole? Because any other rabbi you touch will take you to the outskirts of the, of the, of the, of the, of the walls and stone you for t- making something unclean by your impurity. Who told you that this rabbi won't reject you? Who told you that this God will not forsake you? That he will not turn around you and not say, who defiled me? He said, who touched me because I felt virtue go out of me. <laughs> There was a revelation she had of Jesus that was greater than the information she had been given. It was greater than the information. The information limited God, but the revelation exalted him. The information limited God, but his revelation magnified him. 
Canaanite woman. In Matthew chapter 15, go home and study these things. Verse 22 through 27. She had a possessed daughter. And she comes up to Jesus and says, Lord, will you please heal my daughter? And Jesus does what the religious thing is and ignores her. Oh, I can't imagine my Jesus would do that. Yeah, because he was still living under the law and she was still a Canaanite woman. He did not come for anyone but the Jews at that point. This is what we don't understand and we try to live by the red letters. The red letters, a lot of them were written for the Jews. And you try to kill yourself by living by them. How about Jesus call you a dog? That's not being mean. He's just calling a Gentile what the law calls a Gentile. And this woman who knew what Jesus was going to say and hears what he said has a revelation that is even greater than the information coming out of Jesus' mouth. But even the dogs, Holy Ghost, I feel you right now. Even the dogs. Do you have a revelation of God that is greater than the information you've been given all your life? God will reject you if you sin. Your lifestyle is an abomination and so God will turn on you. Your sin will destroy you. Your sin will turn into a sickness. These bad things are happening to you because of your sin. That's information given to you. But today I want you to get a revelation of who God is. And it's greater than the nasty information that religion has given you. That this grace, this unmerited favor is greater. Lord, even the dogs can receive crumbs. Even the dogs, even the dogs. Now listen to me carefully. She gets a revelation of who Jesus is. Before the cross, the Gentiles only had crumbs. But praise God, after the cross, we got the whole bread, (laughs) y'all. We got the whole bread. (laughs) The whole bread. These two had a revelation that was greater than the information given to them. Greater than the information. Listen to me. The law can only give you information that limits you. But grace gives you a revelation that exalts you. Did you hear me? The law will give you information that limits you. But grace will give you a revelation that exalts you. Information can get old, but revelation is always fresh. I've said this before and I'll say it again. When you stay in the place where God used to be, that's called information. When you stay in the place where God used to be and you're like, but God used to be here. Whenever you stay where God used to be, you will always have the devil for a neighbor. Because he's always right behind God. He is never where God is. He's always where God was. So he can deceive people who aren't walking by revelation to think that this is where God still is. The people of Israel did not get a fresh revelation of the goodness of God. And so they went back to the last information they had, which was, my God, the food was so good in Egypt. First thing that happens in your marriage, first strife that comes up, man, I miss my old ex. They would never talk to me like that. That's the devil. That's the devil giving you false information than the revelation that your marriage can be heaven on earth, baby. Are you listening to me? He just going to do what he always did. He never going to change. That is the devil giving you information. That is the devil giving you information. Revelation is he's been renewed by the blood. She's been washed by the blood. Her past is forgiven. She's no longer that old creature. 
Beloved, even the church is built on revelation. The church is not built on information. The church is built on revelation. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. On that rock, I will build my church. A revelation is useless unless it is first brought into your mouth as a confession. Don't let revelation stay in your heart. Confess your revelation. Let your revelation become a confession. Now listen to me as I close this. Ushers, would you get ready for the Lord's table? Listen to me carefully. I'm speaking to those of you that are going through hard times. Look at me carefully, please. I'm speaking to those of you that are going through a rough time right now. Listen to me carefully. You hear me? Are you with me, church? Let your revelation be greater than your situation. Did you hear me? Let your revelation be greater than your situation. And it will always give you a manifestation of victory. Whatever you are going through, let your revelation be greater than your situation. Fear is only an indication that you have allowed fear to be bigger than your revelation of God. Worry and anxiety are only a signal to tell you, where's your hope? Let your revelation of the God of all hope be greater. Let the revelation of a God of all glory be greater. Like Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see that there are more with us than those who are against us. Mandala Basia. Are you listening to me, church? Let the Holy Ghost give revelation to know it don't matter. Your boss does not have the last word. Your mother-in-law don't have the last word. People don't have the last word over you. God has the last say over you. When you put expectation to your revelation, you will always have a glorious manifestation. Put your hope in the revelation of who God is. And if you don't have a new one, sit down till you get one. Get into the word of God. Let the word of God birth in you a fresh revelation of who Jesus is. The beautiful thing about revelation is this, beloved, and I close. Revelation is not your prayer life. Revelation is not you trying to make God hear you. Did you hear me? I told you this was a very powerful word when I started. Revelation is not you trying to make God hear you. Revelation is actually your ability to listen to God. Isn't that grace? Back in the old days, oh Lord, don't let the heavens be barred, Lord. Oh Lord, the heavens are brass. No, they ain't. The heavens are open. You just got to still yourself. And receive a revelation of who God is. You want a fresh revelation? Stand up in this place all over right now. Those of you watching, stand up all over right now. Close your eyes and lift your hands. Fresh revelation. Fresh revelation. What are you going through? Receive a revelation that God will give you in that situation to change it. Fear is of the devil, but it's also a good indication to tell you where you need a fresh revelation. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Shama. Jehovah Rapha. Information is great. Impartation is awesome. But there is something better. And that is a fresh revelation. Whew.
don't let grace turn into good information, church. Let it be something fresh every morning, every day. If you're sitting on some good stuff you got five years ago, it ain't going to work for you tomorrow. Give me this day my daily bread. To whom, to him who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit not said, but is saying. He is speaking right now. He is speaking right now. While the grace message is about the finished work, the beauty about the grace message is that he's still speaking to you right now. My sheep hear my voice. What is your revelation today? What is your revelation of who he is? Let it change your situation and bring a manifestation of victory. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Whenever you get a revelation of who God is, he releases a revelation of who you are. In that situation you are going through, God wants to release a revelation that you're okay. You're fine. You are righteous. You are not what they say you are. I've already won this for you. I got it. Man can do what man needs to do. But I got your back. Now would you open your mouth all over this place. Lift those hands. And declare your revelation of him. Whatever you need for that situation. Declare your revelation of him. Do it now. Do it now. Declare your revelation of him. Don't let the devil of familiarity. Listen to me everybody. Don't let the demon of familiarity ever come into your life. It's why the people of Israel could never honor Moses. Even though he brought them out, delivered them, brought them out, they were missing old Pharaoh. How pathetic is that? Because if you don't stay in the place of revelation, familiarity will creep in. And that's when you start imagining things and coming up with things that are not of God. Fresh revelation. Fresh revelation. May I remind you again, Jesus is the greatest revelation of God. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.